0: Playoff time is when things start getting serious on the court. Players are more driven than ever to win these big games and keep advancing. Goodyear knows all about being more driven, too. Working hard to help you advance on and off the road. Let Goodyear.com help you choose what's best.
1: Hello welcome to the Hoop Collective podcast. We are in Charlotte for All-Star Weekend. We we're trying to wait for Nick Friedel to arrive, but he's having luggage issues. And I just can't wait any longer, to be honest with you, Andrew.
2: B, I'm here. Uh, I'm, here B. <laughs> I'm here,
1: Oh, Nick, oh, my God, I can't believe it. Nick, I never knew you were Asian. That's amazing. Um, that's Andrew Hahn. We have Dave McMenamin, who... Um, just flew from Los Angeles. Flight was on time. Mm-hmm. Made it, as promised, as usual. And we have Tim Bontemps, who came in from Boston. Dave, you've been on a long road trip.
0: Yeah, I've been on the road. So they had a Warriors road game, came back for Super Bowl Sunday, then went on the road for a four-game trip. It was 11 days, one day back in L.A., and now embarking on 13 more days on the road.
1: Like the Lakers... Don't get to play at home this month, barely at all.
0: Yeah, it's it's a, it's a bad time. The schedule just gets tougher and tougher for them. And obviously, they're trying to integrate new pieces. LeBron's trying to get back into shape. They're trying to deal with outside noise. Uh, they, they're kind of hanging by a thread right now.
1: How much do you think LeBron weighs right now?
0: More than I've seen him weigh in a while.
1: Tim, how much do you think LeBron weighs right now? That was a
3: question I did not expect to get asked on the podcast. I have no idea.
2: I'm going to set a line, over <laughs> under two seventy
3: five. I, I, I honestly, I don't, I don't see him enough. I couldn't even guess. He looks a little He looks bigger than I've seen him. But that I sounds like
2: an over from Tim.
3: I, I
1: don't know. I mean, like it's not. I'm not saying like he's. He's just. He got injured midway through the season. Mm-hmm. He couldn't do his normal workouts. Normally, he's um, able to build into like great shape and you know how he likes Dave he likes to sort of build throughout the season he has like a methodology mm-hmm. and you can just see it and if you go back and like look he like is one player of the month in March like four the last five years because he just starts going right and he's just off so the word on the street is that LeBron's 280 right now <laughs> wow um, that's
0: more than I would expect but I, I, I mean it, he carries it It jobs well, Right You
1: know It's mean, just Like Scotty Pippen Has criticized him For a lot of things Right <laughs> um, He criticized him today For better Mildly Not Finishing But you know, the other night in, in Atlanta By the way People really ripped the Lakers For that loss And It's disappointing For sure But has anybody watched Atlanta For last month They're not They're a good team they're Did you watch
3: team. Atlanta today? No I didn't They lost to the Knicks? Yeah, who had one since the I, of I know, but
1: <laughs> I'm just saying, like, uh, if you watched Atlanta, by the way, there was nobody at that game. Man, I saw some crowd shots.
2: Brian, I will say that amongst our NBA insiders and editorial staff, there are a lot of people hot on the Hawks' future. So, there's that. Well, I'm hot
3: on the Hawks' future too, but if it's the Lakers are going to make the playoffs, they can't be losing games in the Hawks. That's well, They, true. They, that.
1: they, LeBron played 43 minutes. The other yeah. Day. He played forty three minutes in that game? Forty three minutes. He had a triple double. He didn't shoot the ball real well. But like he's not in his normal condition. He'll get there, I have no doubt about that. But like it's I don't think it's fair to really judge him at all right now on like
0: no, but to his normal standard. Who's gonna step up in the void while he's trying to get back well, into shape I mean, and you don't know? What is have he supposed it. to do? No, I'm <laughs> I'm not putting it on him. I'm saying there needs to be someone in that locker room that if rondo has been perhaps more vocal than lebron has and more effective in getting through those guys than lebron has this season so maybe he has to delineate how this is going to go over these next couple weeks while lebron's trying to get back into shape because if it doesn't happen they're going to keep having efforts like this and offensive is an easy thing to talk about but defensively is the bigger problem and if lebron is playing 43 minutes you're not going to be a good defensive team because you have a liability out there on the court at all times. Nice. Well,
3: and, and I noticed I was at a, I was at another game. I was at Celtic Sixers, but I noticed Ronald didn't start, which I thought was yeah, which I thought was interesting. So it's, like, it's I think, hard it's hard for him to be like stepping up like that if he's not I, even I, yeah. Starting, so
0: probably two. Right? Well, I mean, he's still getting the minutes, and he's still a clear part of the team in terms of like they're going sure. to listen to him whether he's come off the bench or not. Sure. But I, I guess the thinking on that is is you start Bullock, you get him going immediately. Get him feel confident, and then when Ball is healthy, Bullet goes to the bench, and you tend to have Rondo off the bench anyway when right. the Ball is healthy. So, is is there any update on Ball? Nope. I mean, <laughs> <All right>. he's <laughs> he hasn't he traveled seen? with the team yet. He's rehabbing. As far as I know, he has not Bad ankle to Yeah, has not progressed to any basketball activity. Um, that Rockets game now was like a month ago. Close to a month ago. Yeah, I think like coming out of the break, will be it. Well, like, I think it's three weeks, right? Yeah, yeah. So it be like a month coming out of the break, and I think six weeks was original, six to eight four. weeks was the original timeline, they said? Is that right? You're about right. I think they said four to six. Four to six. Yeah. So I guess we're in range. I mean, Luke kind of offhandedly said, you know, we'll have Lonzo back after the break, but he wasn't saying, like, we'll right. have him back the first game. they will have him back sometime right. at this. So
1: third. today I spent all day long um, interviewing rising stars at three-point shooting uh guys here in charlotte uh, most of the guys arrived today there's a few guys who are arriving tomorrow um because there's still some games yes
2: is a re you're not going to talk about that are you is that the interview part let's mm-hmm. not let's not talk about that because that'll be that'll be on the other one so
1: well, just hold on a second right, okay I talked to to
0: Anything for you B I
2: talked to four different I I
1: talked to four different Sacramento Kings today Okay Who did I talk to Andrew Buddy Heald Marvin Bagley Uh, Bogey Bogdanovich Yep And and, um, who's the fourth De'Aaron Fox There we go The Kings are like Super duper excited
0: Because of Harrison Barnes
1: Well I don't know about that Bogey was uh, Diplomatic about His potential role change (laughs) Yeah He said, well, Andrew doesn't want me to talk about what he said. Okay. That's for later. So, um, but the Kings are like, for the first time in like a really long time. For some of them, their first time, well, all of them, their first time in their careers. Right. Like, they're playing like meaningful games after the All-Star break. Mm -hmm. They have a tough schedule. Like, coming out of the break, their schedule is, I think they've got three or four really tough games.
0: Yeah, maybe right after the break, but then... Backloaded, they got, they have like some Knicks and Bulls and or I guess probably one Knicks, one Bulls, maybe a Cavs game. I think they have some easy, super one-bowl games in there.
1: They're like super duper excited, like and they are
0: Been a long time without the playoffs. Sacramento,
1: young and long hungry. time.
2: Well, they just have to do the thing that young teams tend to do, right? avoid the thing that young teams tend to do, which is blow easy games, right? Right. That's so
1: like it. they were all like really down about. They lost in Denver last night on a tip-in. They were, like, like going over what happened there. Um, They were like, he had – Jokic had an advantage because he knew where he was going to miss it. He knew where the ball was going to come off the rim. We didn't know. Like, they had, like, it all broken down. But, like, they're at the point where, like, a a loss, like, is really meaningful. So, like, it's – I don't know how they're going to play down the stretch, but they're not talking about the Lakers. They're talking about, like (laughs) – we're going after the Spurs at seven. You know? So, like, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think that'll be. You know, and Darren and was. Oh, I'm not allowed to say what he said. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, right, well, just, <laughs>
2: what is that?
0: Just say it now.
1: <laughs> I mean, he was like, we've got one of the best home courts in the league. And I was like, oh, really? But, like, they feel like they're. You know?
0: It's not spoken like someone who hasn't spent that much time in the yeah, NBA. Yeah, that's true.
1: But, but, hey, man, I'm just Kings saying. Fans the Kings fans are, are good fans.
0: Great fans. But right. their old gym was much more conducive to having a home court For environment sure. than their new, For you sure. know, expansive arena.
1: For sure. So, I don't know. We'll see. Um, I'm still. I still say the Lakers make it. I'm betting on LeBron. I'm betting he gets back into shape. I'm betting that he helps the Lakers win on you know, like a six like a six game win streak. And that
0: changes the conversation. He needs to turn the page mentally, though. Uh, you know, I've spoken to people close to him that say that right now. Physically, he's been cleared and so clearly cleared <laughs> I to be repetitive, but that's not an issue so much as the mental side of things. And right. you know, he got a lob thrown to him the other night by Brandon Ingram in Philadelphia, it, it looked almost uncatchable. He ended up catching it, usually, an uncatchable ball he catches it and still throws it down, but he caught on one side of the rim, uh, the right side, finished on the left side with the layup and asked him about it. He said, well, that situation was a really good test for me, um, just even catching it. Get, still getting over hurdles like that. And then he needs to be engaged. I mean, his numbers were great against Atlanta, but we all know what an engaged LeBron looks like versus a guy who is somewhere else mentally.
1: Dave, tell us about this story that you've got posted.
0: So the day before the Lakers played the Sixers, LeBron, Contavious Caldwell-Pope, Rajon Rondo, Randy Mims, and... Rich Paul go down to Charlottesville, Virginia, to take in Duke versus Virginia Cavaliers, the number two team in the country versus the number four team in the country. Uh, You know, got a private jet. LeBron told me the flight was about thirty-five minutes. A G four. Good detail.
1: Now, the G four is nice, Dave. I mean, like you've been on one? No, but Uh, I know. (laughs) Brian Brian knows planes, (laughs) and I'm just saying that, like, normally on a short flight like that. He wouldn't necessarily have to go with the G four but LeBron elected <laughs> to go with the G four. Yes. Well, he, a-
0: he also elected to go with a fanny pack for the game. <laughs> <So>.
1: <laughs> how many how many fanny packs are coming off G fours on an average day in Charlottesville?
0: <laughs> That's right. And so they got tickets through uh, you know, a Virginia um, contact. They're they're there. And I've, obviously it's Zion Williamson, as much as Duke being a number two team in the country, or Virginia being, you know, this this great program under Tony Bennett, Zion Williamson, LeBron going to see him. The same way Shaq went to see LeBron play in high school. Allen Iverson went to see LeBron play in high school. And the kind of twist here is that, uh, you know, both sports pundits said it, fans on Twitter, social media, et cetera, said that, you know, this is obviously a recruiting trip by LeBron James. Um, and LeBron took exception to it um, quite vociferously. One pushing against the idea that he was recruiting Saying I didn't even talk to him I had no contact with Zion whatsoever Two saying when you say stuff like that It's a direct attack At Rich Paul um, And saying that The only reason Rich Paul is getting These types of critiques Hurled at him on a constant basis Is because of his ascension In the sport he's become a threat to everyone else And he is a threat Not only by his unconventional background But because, as a young African American male, many of his competitors who are agents can't relate to potential clients the way he can, and that's why he feels like there is a constant, uh, you know, stream of this kind of negativity over the operation of Clutch Sports and LeBron.
1: So, what what you also said, I'm just taking from your story, um, was that Rich? You quoted Rich in the story as well. I Rich. Uh, and by the way, like I just want to point out, like. As someone who's had to write a lot of stories with sources, because it's just the nature of the beast, when you can get somebody on the record, they put their name to it, it means that they're really passionate about it and Mm -hmm. they don't really care what the fallout might be. And um, so you got Rich on the record, too. And one of the things that Rich said, I think Rich said this, maybe LeBron said it, but I think Rich said it, was that, look, nobody you know, flipped out when like Michael Jordan would play cards and help recruit Patrick Ewing for his his agent David mm-hmm. Falk. Right. You know, when Tracy McGrady, when, when Tracy McGrady came into the league and Kobe Bryant befriended him, which we just saw Rachel Nichols <laughs> yes. do an interview talking about their years hanging yep. out together. Yep. That nobody was like, oh my God, Kobe Bryant is recruiting for his agent mm-hmm. Um, And we could literally go on for hours. Like, it is basic. It is standard operating procedure. Right.
0: Kyrie Irving didn't recruit Jason Tatum for Jeff Wexler. Right. You know, like people aren't Duke. saying that, right? Right. 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 Sure.
1: Like nobody is saying, "Oh my God, Kyrie Irving." Right. So, like, you may not like how Rich Paul handles business. You may not like what he did with Anthony Davis, and and certainly, I think I don't know if Rich would admit this now, but I think in time, Rich will admit that this did not play out the way he thought. You can criticize. Um, his tactics, but even if it was a recruiting mission. By the way, was not Jay Z at that game as well? Yep. Yeah. Does not Jay Z own a representation sure. agency? Sure. Rock Nation. Is that is? I mean, you know, like let's just be, let's just be real here. Right. I mean, Tim, what do you think about this?
3: I, I think I certainly get where Rich and LeBron are coming from. And I me and Dave talked about this the other day, so like I get where they're coming from. At the same time, I think if you're in the position they're in, and you guys are like lifelong friends, and you start a you know business together where you have a player in LeBron who's like basically the face of a agency, which is something we haven't had in the league before. And you have LeBron in LA, which only adds to this now because you have people you know thinking that you know the league is trying to steer guys from places like New Orleans to Los Angeles, which like only breed you know breeds more insecurity and panic from these small market teams that. All these players are going to lead these teams, and like they have no chance to win. I mean, I've, I'm sure you guys have heard the same things the last couple of weeks. I heard from a lot of people from work for small market teams saying, "Oh man, how are we going to win? How are we going to compete anymore?" You know, all these guys just want to go play in big cities. The Knicks will be okay. The, the Knicks <laughs> will be okay. Uh, so I, I think, I, obviously, some of this just is born out of jealousy that people like look at it and are frustrated. But I, I think also, like you know, to say that Rich is like David Falk with Michael Jordan, I think is. Also, you know, I get that. False parallel. Yeah. I mean, it's like Rich Paul and LeBron have a very unique and special relationship, which is a pretty cool thing. And it's like, it's neat to see what they've done. But at the same time, it's like, I don't think we can say that this is a normal player-agent relationship. Well, the
1: argument is that LeBron, you know, quote unquote, owns part of clutch sports. Right. And I agree that the arrangement is unusual. Now, the NBA has done an investigation and determined that he doesn't own it, but... I don't know what that investigation is.
2: I, I have a question here because the NBA, like all major sports, is a copycat league. LeBron is the de facto best player in the game today, possibly the best player of all time. There are other players that are incredibly gifted, best players in the league, best players at their respective positions, whatever it is. I'm sure they also have highly intelligent, capable friends in their
0: inner circle as well. Why has no one else tried to emulate this model well one i would say this is still a relatively new model i mean rich started representing lebron in 2012 we're talking about only in the last couple years did he start to acquire high profile clients and outside of lebron and you know ben simmons and john wall and and anthony davis and so perhaps like you know this is is the tip of the iceberg and we'll see and tim when you said it's not the normal Situation? Well, yeah, of course, it's completely different. Right. And I think their positioning is that because it's different, it is getting criticism because people recognize that the power structure that's been in place for so long in the sport of basketball, particularly in the NBA, they're challenging it. Sure. And people are bucking against it, not because these guys are doing anything wrong, but because they're realizing, like, if, if the paradigm changes, we're going to be behind the
3: eight ball. Yeah, no, I, I wouldn't necessarily disagree with that. I just think if you're in the position they're in, you you probably just have to live with it. And to, by the way, Clutch you know,
1: Sports signed a new client today. Who was that? Uh, Darius Garland from Vanderbilt. Which is
3: a really good, he's going to be
1: probably a top-ten pick. Who um, Basically, he's in injured to compete, so he withdrew from Vanderbilt, and he signed with Clutch today. Interesting. I mean...
3: Yeah, he's probably the best point guard prospect in the draft. Probably a top-ten pick.
1: You know, so... Better than Morant?
3: Oh no! Okay, second behind him. Okay. I wasn't thinking about him. Okay. Yeah, but he's he's a top ten. He's a top yeah. ten pick for sure. I don't
1: know that much about him. I don't know much about. <laughs>
3: Andrew doesn't like college basketball. He doesn't like what I talk about it I'll I'll wait until they get to the pros. <laughs> I just I just know he's a he's going to be a lottery pick. Like I, that was a I mean I think we texted about it early. That's a that was a good signing for okay. for those guys. You were saying, Brian? Yeah.
1: <laughs> All right. So meanwhile, Rich Paul was actually in New Orleans tonight, and uh, Anthony Davis hurt his shoulder, um, and Rich left with Anthony mid-game to go get an MRI, which uh, revealed uh, muscle contusion. He's questionable for All-Star Weekend. Maybe we'll have more information by the time this podcast comes out. Um, Alvin Gentry had a... They had, by the way, they had a great win. They beat Oklahoma City tonight. Oh, good work. Oklahoma City had won 9 out of 10 without Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis, I think, scored two points
3: played the first half. Left Didn't during the first
2: half. Supposedly, I saw on Twitter, left before the game ended?
1: No, he definitely left. To get an
3: MRI. Literally, uh, what, literally okay. what Brian just said. Yeah. Okay, on, I'm huh? sorry.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to cut that. <laughs> um, but uh, what are we doing here, guys? I mean, like... Waiting for Frodo. <laughs> that's true. But, I mean, what are we... like? Um, Gentry was like... This is a dumpster fire. He said, this has been a dumpster fire. Yep. That was his quote. Amazing quote. He said, I have no idea whether Anthony left the arena. Nobody told me, what he did.
2: He's just going to talk about the
3: guys that played, that finished the game. Alvin mm-hmm. Gentry, one of the nicest guys in the league, literally stormed off from his media interview, which I don't think is, I could no, never imagine he, that was going to happen. He
1: complained about the officiating last year. Was it earlier this year or last year? And he got fined. He, <clears throat> he had like an outburst.
0: No. Um, to play devil's advocate. The Pelicans could have avoided press conferences like that, situations like that, leading up to February 7th. By trading him? Yes.
1: Yeah, but you can't make a bad trade just to make safe PR.
0: Well, that, this is not This is more than PR, though, wouldn't you say? This is
1: Well, they're this pro- is affecting were,
0: the culture of the team, obviously. Yeah, the but they, were, but they, they were
3: screwed I mean, by gonna, the way the league was set up, though. Because like, if they could have made a trade with Boston before the 7th, they would have made the trade with Boston. Yeah, but, but be honest,
1: forget about the trade market. They should just bench him.
3: Well, this this you know, this goes back to your story the other day. I mean, right. t- it's just an untenable situation,
1: right? And like, and by the way, Anthony Davis bumped his shoulder tonight. Was concerned enough about it that he immediately went to get an MRI because he's worried about injury. Yep, and um, he's not being himself. Mm-hmm. You know, well, and
3: they're also playing him, like, weird. They're, like, weirdly not playing the like, in fourth quarters. I mean, the whole honest. thing is a mess.
1: He's playing against Stephen Adams tonight. Right. Okay? <laughs> right. Stephen Adams can do some damage.
0: Yeah, it's the mountain of a man.
1: So, I don't know, like, is he going in to play Stephen Adams the same way he always does?
3: So he's... How could he be invested the same way he always has been? How right. could he be? Right. The whole
1: thing's, I, a, the whole thing's a dumpster I would not fire. I mean, to... Alvin
3: said it perfectly. The whole thing's a dumpster
1: fire. Right. So, like... The egg has the, uh, the league has egg on its face because basically they got caught not playing all the they rules. They got the trying. Same. They
3: got caught trying to make him play.
1: Which you know, like let's just be honest in life, not not everybody plays by the same rules. There's different rules for different people. Sure, mm-hmm. but the league kind of looked bad.
0: You're the doubletree. <laughs>
1: just kidding. <laughs> um, Yes, I am. you got to cut that because we
0: don't <laughs> want people to know what he's saying. Sorry. <laughs>
1: um, yes. Um, it just, it, there's no winner.
3: No, there's no winners at all.
1: and Except um, for the
3: Pelicans' lottery odds. They're going to keep going up, which is going to lead to the Pelicans winning the lottery, which is just uh, an inevitable amazing. outcome. That would is, be amazing. just has to happen.
1: Yeah, um... The league, yes,
2: I was just going to say, this all makes sense if, come July, the Celtics trade for Anthony Davis and New Orleans gets everything that they wanted, then sure, it was all worth it. But if they don't do the deal with Boston, or they get a, a package that is not everything they wanted, this looks terrible. Correct.
1: Speaking of packages that give you everything you want.
2: Are we doing an ad read? No, we're not. Oh, <laughs>
1: You know, this kind of got lost in the anti day situation, but I've been thinking. I've been thinking We're going it. all over yeah, the It is Valentine's Day. I've been thinking Brian. about this. You're right. Not anymore. Not anymore. Oh, yeah. Um, it was hard to get a dinner reservation tonight Ooh. in Charlotte because, you know. You You know some people here. I do.
0: Oh, wait a
2: second. Before you continue. Brian, uh, we have to pause for commercials on some platforms. So while we do that, can you tell us about that dinner reservation that you ended up getting?
1: And he left with a three-quarter bottle full of wine. Dave, <laughs> uh, we're back. We're back. <laughs>
3: So uh, wait, let's get back to pa- can we get back to packages, please?
1: <laughs> Nick Friedel just arrived from the airport. You flew in from Portland, and Tim BonTEMPS. What happened when he walked in the room?
3: Uh, T and Dave McMenamin had a big exchange because they're wearing the exact same Syracuse outfits.
1: Exact same,
3: not outfits. Whatever
4: please. shirts, as we should be. I I know. <laughs> I speak for my man McTen, and I. By saying that we wear these with pride and everywhere you go with this thing no matter where you are in the country somebody says something it is true everywhere i, I go
2: It's a great this is college hoops top We're not it's a great traveling garment good. also
1: just, <laughs> this is, it's just hoodie. university pride college heaps
0: disguised top. from the world it's good for traveling
1: so i was i was thinking about this and i don't think this has been fairly discussed when a, when, the, when a team trades a star player, what do they always... Three things they always want. What do they want?
3: Cap relief, draft picks, and young players.
1: What did the New York Knicks get when they traded Chris Epps, Porzingis?
3: Cap relief, draft picks, and young players. They
1: got all three. It's a pretty good trade. I I don't feel like because we were in the trade deadline, because we were all focused on Anthony Davis, a lot of people in New York were upset that Porzingis got traded. I thought it was a pretty damn good trade.
0: No argument for me. Regardless of what happens in July?
1: Well, yeah.
3: I, I'm with you. I'm with you. No argument for they,
1: me. They decided I don't, they
0: decided No not one wears it. a jersey that says cap space on it. No one wears a jersey that says draft pick on it. People love Porzingis in New York.
1: They wear a jersey that says Dennis Smith Jr. on it though.
4: Come on. If you miss out in July. I don't like that deal. They
3: got exactly. They got an awful lot for a guy who is 7-3, had a bunch of leg injuries, and has a blown-out knee right now. I
2: was just about to say, maybe this is the nicest thing they could have done for Prazingis,
0: let him leave town before they turn him into a villain. Well, so that sounds like a re-endorsement for Kevin Durant to go join the next organization. <laughs> <laughs> we'll,
1: look, well, look, but see, here's the thing. If they don't get a free agent this summer because of this trade... They don't. It's no big deal. They they've they've set themselves up. Well, the l- now
3: wait a second. Wait a second. I'm gonna I'm gonna go in between. If they go this summer and they spend like all their money on like Moskov, Biombo, type contracts, whatever name the terrible contracts of 2016 Joakim Noah like they did then, yeah, then it's gonna be bad. You know, if they like prudently spend their money, if they don't get stars, it's one thing. If they just blow it on terrible players, they're gonna be. It's going I'm to be telling a disaster. you, I've
1: let this marinate for
0: t- two weeks. They had a star in a cap control situation. Contracts.
2: I've
1: let this marinate for two weeks. I think it was a great trade.
0: I, I forgot his cap control. I'm back with Dave again. <laughs> Talk to me in July. I mean, they, if they get the guys they're after, of course I'm 100% behind the deal. It's, it's similar to the Lakers, the deal they had with Cleveland last year where they gave their bad contracts to the Cavs in order to get space to sign LeBron. It's amazing. But until I see Kevin Durant wearing number 35 in purple and, and orange, or purple, know, blue and orange, I can't get behind it.
4: Does anybody in this room right now believe that the Knicks know something already? That I, think the Knicks
3: know, I think the Knicks know what we know, which is that it seems likely that Kevin Durant's going to play for the Knicks and that Kevin Durant's people are going around saying Kevin Durant's going to play for the Knicks. I but, don't
1: know about that. Kevin Durant changed his mind. He's well, that
3: was sure. what I was going to say. I don't think... Anybody, anybody saying right now they know exactly what's going to happen July first, I think, is deluding themselves. Yeah, let the record show.
4: I've been around Kevin every day for four months, and I do not believe that he has made any kind of decision in this moment.
1: Even if he has made up his mind, I don't believe that that mind is permanently made up. No, based on the way. I mean, he could
0: grow up between now and July first. You know. Wow. (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> you just grow up As you get older You grow up Day by day Month by month wow. Shots fired Alright let's get back To the trade for a second Let's let let's go back to that Because I, I think There's two To me it's two arguments We'll let that, we'll that marinate for a second I think there's two arguments The one is On the trade itself I think on the merits The Knicks got a hell of a lot For a guy who has A blown out knee They gave up A ton of bad money They got three picks They got Dennis Smith They got a ton of stuff So like I think in, from that In a vacuum I think the trade is good to your, to your guys' point, if this summer they get Kevin Durant and Kyrie or whoever, right, then it's like grand home slam, home yeah, run, run like whatever. If they don't, then it's, all right, well, what do they do with the money? Like, if they spend it stupidly, people in New York aren't going to care. They're going to go, this was the dumbest trade of all time. And if they do what the Clippers did say or some of these other teams, where they kind of like, you know, use it to get some assets, maybe trade for guys, whatever – like, there's ways that it can, not be, it can work out okay if they don't get those guys.
0: But you, you sound like someone who has no belief that Chris Stapps would think it's going to be a perennial top-ten player in this league.
3: I don't know for sure what he's going to be. I mean, to me, the most interesting part about that trade was the Knicks clearly were like, Chris Stapps is not a Max guy because they traded him, right? And, like, for all their arguments about he doesn't want to be here, if he wanted to be there, and they told me the same thing because so I was there right after that trade. Oh, well, you know, he didn't want to be here. I was like, listen, guys... If if, if Christoph if you thought Sass was a max player, you would have signed him. There's the key. Right. And they didn't. And they didn't. And right. that to me the most fascinating part about that trade is they didn't think he was a max player. And the the Mavs viewed him as like a top 10 player in the league. Cuz you look at what the Mavs gave up for him, you know, Dennis Smith Jr., good young player, two two first round picks, one completely unprotected, took on a ton of bad money that nobody wanted. You know, I had a couple of GMs thought it would take three first round picks to give up those guys. That's a lot.
2: This is one of those situations where it's contextualized by the people involved, right? If it was San Antonio trading Porzingis away to the Knicks, for example, everyone would say like, "Oh, the Spurs knew what's up. Like they know he's not a top ten right. player." And the Knicks got you big in. Right. And Dallas, historic or in recent history, has been more analytically advanced. They're more on the cutting edge. And because the Knicks have a, a recent history, oh, I guess a longer history. Of just being mired in incompetency. Right. It looks bad. That's a good point.
3: Well, listen, it might end up being a disaster. I mean, look, like you guys said, I mean, if they go out and sign terrible contracts this summer, then they're like right back where they were before the trade and they don't have Porzingis. So I'm also trying to speak for the fan. Like, (laughs) come on. Because if
0: you're a Knicks fan, long-suffering Knicks fan... Unless there isn't an any other kind, right?
3: Unless <laughs> they what, trust up me, I so many of them in New York. That's <laughs> that's, that's all. That's but the summer, we can
0: applaud to the heavens So the cows come home. That oh wow, great job, uh, you know, uh, Steve Mills. But guess what? That doesn't satisfy a fan. So come
1: on. So speaking of the Knicks in Syracuse, Chris Paul threw. I think it was Chris Paul. I don't want to say for sure, but I think Chris Paul threw a dinner in Dwayne Wade's honor tonight. Oh, that would make sense. Charlotte. He's the Carolina guy. Um it's unfortunate Chris Paul's not taking part in this All Star game. Yeah, it is. Um, you know, I I don't know. I mean if he was healthy the whole year, I don't know. It would have been tough even. He would have had to have played great. He was not this.
3: playing well enough to be an All-Star before he got hurt. Yeah.
4: So How far away are we from Chris Paul does not become Chris Paul anymore, he just becomes Chris Paul's contract. Oh.
3: oh. We might not be that far
1: away.
4: We're not that far. There are
1: people who were ripping that contract the day it was signed. Yeah. But yeah. Chris Paul is a serious competitor. Let's see how it all plays out. Um, so he threw a big party, I think, for Mello tonight. i uh, for Dwayne Wade to celebrate his... Um, <laughs> Mello was there, and Mello gave a speech, and it's on Twitter. And the speech kind of was, int- was r- remarkable because what Mello was saying was, I'm so glad you came back. You told me last summer, he was talking about a dinner that he had... With, with Dwayne Wade and he said you told me last summer you didn't want to play again and I didn't think that was right I thought you needed one last time and you should be cheered by all these fans one last trip around the league and it was a really kind of emotional speech Carmelo was you can tell in the way he was speaking that he was just really speaking from the heart and it made me like man Melo's kind of talking about himself there it was kind of I mean it was a beautiful speech sure. you can find it on Twitter um, Dwayne be- was sitting in like a thrown they had like this regal yes Um, and I was like man that makes me feel bad for Melo. I don't know because I don't know if it's going to happen guys
0: he's probably been thinking over the last three months will it or will it not happen and he probably (laughs) as fewer and fewer phone calls came in than he expected he was like what is this going to be taken away from me so perhaps he has the resolve to be like no I, I need one more year he would be celebrated for, not to the extent that dwayne Wade, him being a
1: champion uh, but Melo but... was a very popular player
3: absolutely i yeah this is probably blasphemous as a Bonaventure guy or two Syracuse guys, but I feel bad for Melo, honestly like he it wasn't it was only a year and a half ago that this guy was still a twenty point scoring in the league and was like a you know good player you know he wasn 't maybe wasn 't like mVP level Melo, but he was still a good player, and the better like, minimum contract he 's a good player, I still believe well. That. I regardless whether you get into that or not it's just like in terms the, of value, the in way terms things of value. have like just gone completely south for this guy over the last 18 months to the point where like I don't think he's going to get another contract I don't think he's going to get a chance to do like get that kind of celebration for a guy who is going to be a Hall of Fame player and like like look you could say what you want about Carmelo's career in terms of like whether how much he won or what he did but like I always enjoy my interaction with the guy I always thought he was a stand up guy like there's somebody who's in New York for a long time. Like, he dealt with everything that comes with being in New York as well as anybody ever has. And it's just a shame that, like, like you hear him talking like you just played it before. Like, you can hear him thinking, like, man, it would be nice to have, like, something like that. Right. And he's just, like, done.
0: His best you know? teammate, I mean, I'm not going to include OKC because he wasn't who he was. But his best, best teammate in his prime was a post-prime Chauncey Phillips. And yet he gets judged for not winning. He made the playoffs, I think, the first six or seven years of his career in the Western Conference, which is tough, in Denver. And, you know, we saw guys like, you know, Kevin Love leading Minnesota Timberwolves by himself for yep. six years doesn't make the playoffs. They had a real shot in you 9 know, too. Like, he had a competitive group as the best player for a long time, and he didn't have, you know, Chauncey post-prime Chauncey Billups, uh, post-prime Marcus Canby. Birdman and Dante Jones were, and J.R. Smith were his best teammates. And he gets to the Western Conference titles with that team. That's an accomplishment. Uh, is, wasn't the knock on him
2: that if he was, how do I phrase this delicately, uh, a more manageable personality than... That no, I, I
3: no, I don't think that. I mean, I think the bigger the, the bigger knock on Carmelo is that like he could have had been in the same opt out year with LeBron and Wade, but he wanted
1: to get
0: right. He always money. got all his money. He always right. got all his he, money.
3: He comp- I mean, that's all. If he you compounded
1: you wanna, that decision, right, by going by, to the Knicks, by by not making not just sure really. getting the money
0: then. Post Prime right. Iverson, I'll throw that in there too. Respect to who you know, LeBron James has compared the end of Melo to very, what we've seen at Iverson at the end. No one is available
3: to take your call. Please leave a message after
1: the tone. Andrew, what's harder than getting around Charlotte during All-Star Weekend?
2: Um, I don't know, Brian. What's harder than that?
1: What's harder than dealing with the 46 construction zones that are in this downtown, which they don't call downtown. They call Uptown Charlotte. Um, blocking the entire entrance to your hotel so that no Uber driver who's not an expert can find his way to the front of your building. What's more challenging than that?
2: Brian, is this an ad read or is this a quiz? What's going on here?
1: Um, what's more challenging than being able to get into places when they can only drop you off three to four blocks away, which I know are for safety, but is not adequately handled by the fine traffic operators in the city?
2: I don't know, Brian. What?
1: Um, hiring qualified candidates ah. It takes a long time Too many applicants And that's why ZipRecruiter Makes everything easy Hiring used to be hard Multiple job sites Stacks of resumes A confusing review process But today Hiring can be easy And you only have to go To one place To get it done ZipRecruiter.com Slash collective That's our personal Site Andrew For all of our Fine listeners ZipRecruiter.com Slash collective Got it Right now My listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address. Do you know what it is, Andrew?
2: Is it ZipRecruiter.com slash collective?
1: Yes. Do you know how to spell collective? Uh, C-O-L-L-E-C-T-I-V-E. For everyone out there, in case they didn't know. ZipRecruiter.com slash collective. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire.
2: There are a lot of questions in this ad read. It's Okay. Wasn't ready for that. Brian, uh, can I can I introduce a new game for tonight? Oh boy. Uh, it's getting late. We're going to call this one old take, new take. Old take. Mr. Bontems? Yeah. You had a take before the season started. Okay. Would you like to share that? Now? I, you know, I have lots of takes. I don't know which one we're talking about. <laughs>
3: it's, it's not one take.
2: I believe you said that the Lakers would not make the playoffs.
3: Uh, I did write a column that said the Lakers would miss the playoffs, yes. But and yeah, they are currently job. in 10th place? Yeah.
2: Correct. Two and a half games out. Uh, Mr. McMenamin, you have the floor.
0: Well, that's a, I mean. I
2: was glad. I'm glad I didn't miss this conversation. The whole time in the cab, I'm going, we actually,
1: please. We actually talked about the Lakers at the start. Didn't come up, we, but could we
0: could argue think. the merits of pursuing a column before the season starts, before you know what type of trades are going to happen, before you know what type of injuries are going to happen, to decide whether teams are going to make the playoffs or not. But I'm not going to do that. What I'd like to talk about is a more specific take he's had since then. It's like Kyle Kuzma cannot shoot. Tim Bontemps, you and I, about the eighth (laughs) row at the TD Garden in the media center, sitting next to one another, Kyle Kuzma goes – I think
3: five for eight from three, including was more excited about Kuzma shots, of including shots. a
0: huge three to you know that preceded the game winner by Rashawn Rondo, but that was necessary in the moment to give the Lakers a chance to win. Look, I mean elbows in. There's balance when he shoots. A beautiful follow through, goose neck, and yet you watch that guy play, and you said he can't shoot. I mean, it's egregious. Like how can we be respected by the people we cover if we say things like this player cannot shoot? That's like say that's like someone saying to you, like, you cannot write. Like, come on, I'm never gonna listen to anything you say again. Of course you can write. You would not be at this stage of your career if you could not write. Kyle Kuzma can shoot. And if you can't admit that then man. we need
3: to like figure things out. Uh, Kyle Kuzma in his last three games is thirteen for twenty seven from three. Yeah. Shot really well. It's pretty good. The prior twelve games for that, he's twenty four for seventy nine. Yeah. And for the season... He had a, he shoot, bro- he had a hurt hit. Yeah. What happens when you have a... And for the season... Best fingers. You for the type every see- word for, right, the season, the for the season... For the season... he He's shooting 31.9%. So, <laughs> so, when I said he can't shoot on the podcast, obviously he can't shoot. Markel Fultz can't shoot. Kyle Kuzma can't shoot. <laughs> what I was saying on the podcast and what I was trying to say in an offhanded way was that he's not a reliable three-point shooter. And I he's not a good three-point shooter by the numbers. Yeah, but I mean... Now... Tobias Harris, who we watch play, mm-hmm. right? Nice at one point in his career was like a thirty percent three point shooter, right. I think, right? Now he's shooting like forty four percent. So down the like Kyle Kuzma clearly can score. Like down the road, is he become a three point shooter who's like a reliable three point shooter? Sure. I could see that. But like right now, I he's look at him and go that guy's a reliable three point shooter.
1: He's actually shooting about five percent worse up from three than, he than did last after, year. Which is a bit of a surprise. As you mentioned, Dave, there have been injuries. The team's kind of been a mess with the and out with I mean, point guards.
0: But. Rajon Ron has missed 34 games. LeBron's missed 18. Kuzma himself has dealt with injuries. And then this season has been a learning curve, obviously, for everyone who's young in that locker room. But if but, you just watch the mechanics of the shot, you know he can shoot.
3: <laughs> okay. Well, you're, you're very hung up on you're very hung up on the phrasing. If, if I said well, had, I mean because it's, cause it's a, said, this is
0: dismissive. Had, it's it a dismissive it, phrasing.
3: If I had said, if I had said he is a streaky and unreliable three point shooter, would you agree with that?
0: Uh, streaky, I would agree with. Okay. Unreliable. I've seen him hit huge shots in several okay. situations. But I mean, this, like, I'm going year. by the
3: numbers. The numbers say he's say to with a, like, a three-point uh, shooter,
0: I mean, right? mean, that's why, like, come on, like, the numbers But you know what, but,
1: but to be honest with you, like. That's all, I, that's what I was trying like, to say. Like, I think you guys are both right on both points. Sure. Because at the start of the season, you had no idea that Ingram was going to get suspended, and Ingram was going to get hurt, and Rondo was going to get hurt, and LeBron was going to get hurt, and Lonzo was going to get hurt, and, you know, they were, they were going to be below 500 at the All-Star break. All those circumstances came to bear. However, and that you know, it's why you, it's why saying that you know that their record doesn't represent their true team. But at the same time, wh- when they've played, you can see that they have flaws.
2: Would it sure? Would it be fair it to comes say? Comes
1: to Kuzma, I think Kuzma is a, his shooting is very much like the Lakers. It's a personification of the Lakers team. Which comes to the part, the heart of the two issues that you guys are talking about. There are nights, right, when Kuzma is awesome and carries the team, and his three pointers save them. Just that there are nights when the Lakers look great, like when they win at Golden State, when they win at Oklahoma City, when they win at Boston, and there are like other Kuzma nights. Kuzma
3: great in all those games.
1: There are other nights when Kuzma can't hit a shot. And the Lakers look terrible, and they lose games that they have no business losing to the Knicks at home and to the Cavs at home. And that's the Lakers. I don't know if they'll change in the last 25 games, 27 games, whatever it is, but I don't think either of you are necessarily wrong.
0: I don't dismiss your thought that the, the Lakers are in a world of trouble making the playoffs. At this you point, think though. they're going to make the playoffs? At this point, though. <laughs> do you think right I don't now? know. I if, if guys stay healthy, I think they make it because... I've seen LeBron James just Carey win. Teams. Yeah. Right. Uh, so until I, brutal, though. Until, yeah, I agree with you. But until I see it not happen, why sure. would I choose against it? Sure. Um, but it's choose, saying they're not going to make the playoffs with 25 games left to go is a lot different than saying it 57 games ago because the evidence we had going into the season did not include all these variables. And so it, it wasn't Ooh. like your, your column said, hey... If, if Ronald misses half the season, LeBron oh, has the worst well, okay. injury of his well, career, that, they're going to miss but, but, the right. playoffs. I, I, mean, really
3: I don't really want to relitigate that, but the, that, I don't think that's exactly the, fair either.
1: But. I mean, we're just having – honestly, sure. it's, it's just been a fun topic all year. Sure. But in all honesty, like the Lakers – the crux of the Lakers' season now is can they get the eighth seed?
4: They get blown out by the Warriors.
1: Well, I mean, so I'm saying like – that's the argument that the Lakers are having to, now.
3: To, to me, the most interesting thing about that's not whole ideal. is, like, before, no, even like, in that piece, I said I thought they'd win 45 to 47 games. Like, to me, what's almost more interesting is that, like, I think the Lakers, like, they've had some injuries, but they've largely been kind of what I think we, what at least I thought they were going to be, is yeah. that the rest of the West isn't very good. Like, Golden State's obviously up here. But, like, we were at the Denver-Philly game. Right, right, right. Like, if they play Denver in the second, in the first round of the playoffs, like they, we were saying, who's going def- to pick LeBron to lose good. to the Nuggets? Right. Nobody.
2: It is interesting that uh, the current 10th seed in the West could be the second best team in the West. Like, it's totally reasonable yeah. to have that feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, new take, new take, Mr. Pontemps, <laughs> I hope you're still, you're still. Plugged uh, in.
3: I mean, I'm. I'm that's what I'm here for. I'm here to get attacked by Syracuse <laughs> Two I will not attack. Oh, I, 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 I'm, okay. kidding, I'm
1: kidding. i Andrew just totally stirred the pot. It was <laughs> a nice evening. <laughs> that's, that's what he lives Me and for. Dave are good.
2: I've noticed honestly. that uh, <laughs> Mr. Ferdell has been tagging you on. Oh,
3: on he's all. Minor. He's oh. all. He's all wound oh. up. He's all wound
2: up. <laughs>
4: I want you to know that when the Fantastic Five appeared yeah. on my Twitter screen,
1: <laughs> with a
3: pH,
4: with a pH.
3: By the way, that I that was Kurt Goldsberry's idea. By the way, his insistence on the pH. And
1: I, and I will say this: I will own that I like it.
3: But you, you flip-flopped
0: already on this.
1: No, I I've never. I I've never said anything. no. You
0: didn't. There was no sort of tongue-in-cheek it was It was a fly that you didn't like. He, yeah. he, attempted, he
3: attempted publicly
1: to say he didn't he, like yeah, it. Yeah, you
0: distanced yourself in a tweet. It, but privately,
1: he, not, he
3: was a huge fan before it came out. Wait, he,
1: privately, I put a tweet that said, Fantastic Five, exclamation point, question mark. That's distancing myself from it. <laughs> yes. Brian,
2: can you explain what the Fantastic Five
1: is? Uh, it's Tobias Harris, Jimmy Butler, J.J. Reddick, Joel Embiid, and Ben Simmons. Which is... Fantastic Five. Which is? Philly starting lineup. There you go. I was just giving you to, to it's to just, people It's not. whimsical and silly. I liked it. I'm not saying that they have to put it on T-shirts, but it wouldn't surprise me if somebody would.
4: I'm sitting in the Warriors press room. I, I think I was in Oakland. I'm not sure. Everything's starting to blur together <laughs> at this point in the year. And, Mr. Bontemps, I just want you to know that your tweet was seen by... All of our friends yeah. and everybody had a reaction to it. And as a writer, that's the key. Usually, <laughs> hey, that's right. You get you get some Illicit kind of reaction response. from it. Oh was, my gosh!
3: I was going back and forth with Kirk Goldsberry the whole game. We were trying to come up with something. The with Fantastic that.
4: Five. I now on on its basis.
2: <laughs> I just I
4: couldn't even I couldn't even handle the nickname. <laughs> like the nickname is what it is. The part right. that got me was. This is arguably <laughs> as good as any starting five in the league. As I'm sitting there watching Steph Curry, oh. Hall of Famer. Kevin Durant, Hall of Famer. Sure. Clay Thompson, Hall of Famer. Sure. Draymond and DeMarcus potentially Hall
1: of Famer. Isn't famers. it true that, the, that that lineup is like great? Settled out with
3: DeMarcus that's Hall of Famer. Settled out with that.
0: I, there you go. Is, I agree. Come on, <laughs> come on. Me and Bontemps are going to beat you up, Nick, for on, that comment. Come on. Wait, 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 wait. DeMarcus Cousins Hall of
4: Famer? He's on a track, but this is, he stays healthy and keeps putting up these numbers. Freed
2: out. That, that's an absurd take. Nick, this is where Bontemps has a point, I think. Bontemps said starting five. And the Warriors starting five, while good, that's not the lineup they close with. That's not their death lineup. That's none of that stuff.
3: So what <laughs> exactly are. Right. raises, but that raises We're also talking about DeMarcus Cousins' post-Achilles tendon surgery. Right. He's not and nearly well, that's the same why, player.
4: potentially. There was no, there are three Hall of Famers right now on that team, yeah. for sure.
0: I don't think Tim's trying to suggest that it's the best Lineup in terms of where they will be considered all time. It's right now this you year. Now. If you put five guys on the court at one they have time.
3: Five borderline all. They have five guys who are at minimum considered to make the All Star team this year, starting on their team. And, and that's all. And they fit perfectly together. And that's all. what... what do we know that yet? I'm just saying when you look. At, I look, I'm saying when you look at their games together, like I, the pieces make sense. I, now,
4: now here, here's the the severe difference that you and I have. Okay,
3: you love.
4: The way that lineup looks, and right. I still don't think those pieces fit together the way they need to. I think that. Well, I mean, team, we're
3: only a few games in, so it, that well, exactly, will and that
4: and that's the whole key. Sure. We're going to find out in the next few months where they land. Uh, but as far as the Warriors, I mean, like you watch them, and you. I think I, I've i watched so much bad Bulls basketball <laughs> over the years and bad Timberwolves basketball. I just remember and,
3: seeing you back in October. And you were walking around with a smile Bucks on your face all the time.
4: Right. That I'm sitting there watching the Warriors
3: every night, and I'm going, oh, my God. <laughs> they really are this good. They're really good. Here's what I would say. the, Warriors, the I think Philly starting five is the, better than anybody but Golden State's in the league by a lot because Golden State was way ahead. And I think, you, I think you can at least argue. You can argue that, go, that Philly's in the same ballpark, which, ear of everything else, I think is a testament to how good well, what are. We ju- see, what no, are we but, judging this on, though? Well, because no, but here, I don't think they are in the same ballpark. Well, no, ballpark. but here's what I was going to... Okay, but listen. Set that aside. The difference is, Golden State has Andre Godala and... Potential Hall of Famer, Andre Iguodala. (sighs) Enough with the potential Hall of Famers. (laughs) We don't think so? We we don't think he's got a chance? I'm just skipping past that.
1: They let let a lot of guys into the Hall of Famer. There
3: you go. Sure, he could make the Hall of Famer. We're just skipping past that. The point is, they have a good bench. And Philly's bench is terrible. And that—that's like the massive difference. Like, yeah, their starting five is really good.
1: I just said I like but the other guys are terrible. Five. I like it. What do you want me to? What do you want me to say? <laughs> you I like it. That's why we you, know it's good. You late. played
0: both
3: sides. with
1: that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we know Wait We minute. He did. If you put it. T- all right. If I put a tweet yeah. out with with ex- exclamation points and question marks. That's playing both sides?
4: Yes. I took that to mean, oh my God, what the hell are you thinking? <laughs> I,
1: I was like, wow, look at this. This, like, I don't, it's, what is this? Wow, what is this? Wait, can That's we do
0: good. it? I have a game to play then. How about we all, in the moment, try to come up with a better name? And you you got, you got to do it now. And I have a bad replacement, but I admit it's bad, but... M-
3: I haven't thought about it. What so, you got?
0: there used to be the Grit Squad in Memphis. Flyers new mascot, Gritty Gritty Squad. Boom. What do you got? <laughs> Where's the Flyers mascot? <laughs> <laughs> when you need him? <laughs> now, that one.
3: But they're not really. Are they gritty? No, it's just like it's a Philly <coughs> reference. Is the gritty? I mean, Nick Ten is the Philly guy. Yeah, I don't. I didn't, the problem I didn't have a lot of Philly references to go off of. So yeah, what I, I mean, mean was give
0: me something. What do you got?
3: All right, We're, we have that's to wrap in just because right. it's getting too which long, will, which will be a cliffhanger for people um, for later. Thank you for listening. <laughs>
0: question mark exclamation <laughs> mark.
1: <That's
2: right>. <laughs>
0: Several.
1: <laughs> I mean, maybe I don't have the proper term I mean I just was like look at this this is crazy. <laughs> I mean that is a that's we a look at, that. is,
3: look at this as look at this as a fair way to look at it.
1: Cool. Yeah Andrew says wrapping it up. And thank you for listening to Hook Collective podcast. Andrew thank you for stirring the pot. Everything was going along just fine and now <laughs> we might have to wait as soon as this <laughs> comes off. Thank you like- very much. <laughs> Tim Bontemps, Nick Friedel, Dave McMenamin, and uh, we'll talk to you soon.